there's a lot of talk these days about our physical immunity. But the fact is that our immune system is actually slowed down when we're in a state of fear, anxiety, or stress. And in light of today's spread of coronavirus, we're here today to talk to you a little bit about your fear and your emotional immunity and the effects that your fear might have on your body's ability to be strong and resilient at this important time. I'm Lauren Hubele. I'm a gemotherapy expert, author, and health coach here in San Marcos, Texas. Herbal expert Terry Burks is joining us today from Minnesota. Welcome, Terry. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm happy to be here with everyone. And acupuncturist Megan Lim from St. Louis, Missouri. Welcome, Megan. Hi, Lauren and Terry, and everyone joining us. It's great to be with you. Ladies, let's start with this term, emotional immunity. I think it's important to get clear on our definitions. When we're talking about physical immunity, we're talking about our body's ability to respond appropriately to pathogens and to decide if that pathogen should be taken on to strengthen them or should it be neutralized and eliminated. And the same is true for emotional um, experiences, whether they be positive or negative, our body's constantly deciding whether to take that on and have it become part of us or whether it should be neutralized and not allowed in. So Megan, I'd love to hear more about your understanding of emotional immunity. Lorna, I love that definition of emotional immunity. That's such a great place to start. I think that my current understanding and my personal experience of emotional immunity is that we have the ability to adapt and to recalibrate with relative ease to whatever we are encountering, both internally and externally. You may remember that through the lens of Asian medicine, you've probably heard me say this, that life is considered a manifestation of chi. And that's important because that chi has a specific nature, which is movement. And in this context, we're talking about the nervous system when we're talking about emotional immunity. And the nervous system can be thought of as the wiring for our minds and our body. And we want that wiring to conduct and to facilitate communication within us, but we don't want it to surge and we don't want it to short circuit. Emotional ability is our ability to, I'm sorry, emotional immunity is our ability to ride the wave, both of our thoughts and experiences with resilience and with stability, and to find and refine constantly our homeostasis moment by moment in a way that lets us return to a parasympathetic or a more restful state. Thanks, Megan. That was beautiful. Thank you. Terry, what's your thoughts on emotional immunity and its definition? I've learned a lot about this in the last couple of years. I think for me, it's about shifting one's objective in life from avoiding pain to actually learning from it and finding meaning in it and recognizing that that pain will be part of the journey. Emotional immunity is not being able to resist or deny negative thoughts, but rather to observe them. If you can put them at a distance a little bit, that helps. Um, and then without acting on them, 
or automatically believing that they are absolutely true and that they don't necessarily represent the reality of the moment. Um, I think observe, allow, and let the obtrusive negative or those building troubling thoughts to pass without action on them. And I think that's where we get the word flow from. And Megan has referred to much the same thing about dealing with it moment by moment and making that decision moment by moment to regain that balance or that teeter-totter balance at this, in, in this oh. instant. Right. I, I, I think this is so relevant right now for all of us and, and riding the waves is exactly what we're all doing from the morning to our evening, right? So over the past two years, we've done considerable research on microdosing specific gemotherapy extracts that were known to work with the nervous system. And what we discovered was that each one of these had a unique and profound effect on one's emotional state. And so over the last two years in clinical practices across the US with a variety of practitioners using these with their clients, we've been able to suss out which ones are most useful, um, particularly in stressful situations like this. And in anticipation of the spread of coronavirus within the United States and the request for all of us to shelter in place, emotional health is of the greatest concern. As we sit in our homes and we wait and watch for what might happen, this, can, this sets our body up for a state of alarm. And we want to do everything we can right now to stay in a um, rest and digest place and, and contain our sympathetic nervous responses keeping in this parasympathetic state. And while we can do this with certain activities such as meditation or during an acupuncture treatment or Tai Chi, we can also do this using gemotherapy extracts and maintain it for longer periods of time. So what we, I wanna give a quick word here on dosing. Um, when I'm talking about microdosing, I'm talking about one to two drops. And two doesn't mean it's better. So I would like everyone that decides to try this just to take one drop directly in your mouth and let that be. And if after a week or two you find it's not as effective, then you can consider using two drops. But we're trying to engage the subtle body here, the body that most influences your emotional state without activating or other organ responses that these gemotherapy extracts are also known for. So we've learned that certain extracts are more suited for mornings and some are more suited for evenings. And although we have dozens available, we're gonna talk about ones that we resonate, that resonate with us and that perhaps we're using right now and um, for ourselves and for our family. I'll tell you one that I'm really drawn to right now and that's silver birch seed. And silver birch seed is um, a tonic for the brain, but it's excellent for mental stress and giving us stamina. I take it first thing in the morning and what silver birch seed does for me is it helps provide a container for all of these emotions and thoughts that are rapidly passing through me. I find that um, 
um, because it protects our dopamine levels, it also is useful at, at helping level moods and um, help with our forward motion. What I'm hearing from so many people right now is this lethargy um, and, and this almost physical exhaustion from um, not knowing, right? And not knowing what to expect. And I know a lot of people in the tech industry who are used to moving and working very hard are suddenly confined individually in their homes and they are finding it difficult to focus on their work. I would recommend Silver Birch Seed. And also to all you moms and dads out there homeschooling your children, I would also consider Silver Birch Seed there. Terry, is there an extract that you've been thinking of that you've, you've been using a lot right now? I really like Silver Lime. I've used it for quite a while and it seems really helpful at this time. I love this tree anyhow. It's basswood or tilia are other names for it. I find that it resolves that general underlying anxiety with a gentle but powerful calming and restorative feeling to it. Uh, for me, it seems like it can drain the nervous system of built up tension. I believe it's helped me with a spasmodic diaphragm um, that went undiagnosed for years Nobody, I mean, test after test after test, nobody could figure it out. Finally, with deep breathing, I was able to um, manipulate it a little bit. And then it, between talking about gemotherapy and homeopathy and different things, it became obvious that this is something I can control myself. It's not a life and death thing. And that since using silver lime, I have not noticed nearly as much pain and tension in that left side of my body where the diaphragm tends to spasm. Um, I've taken many, many cups of this as a tea, and it has not had the same results as the Gemo does. Wow, beautiful, Terry. Good. So that was silver lime. And there's um, another extract, Megan, that I know that you have um, quite an interest in. Yeah, Lauren. Uh, recently, I have been using giant redwood. Uh, I have taken it personally, and I do love Giant Redwood, but I'm thinking more about specific clients who have had such great success with Giant Redwood. It seems to build our internal strength and stamina and sort of reinforces us from the ground up. That's the energy it has. It's great at a time when we feel like our foundation is a little bit shaky. Maybe we feel like we need to call in the reinforcements. So if we take a moment and we visualize the giant redwood tree, it is just enormous. It can grow to three or four times the size of an oak. And the largest redwood tree that we know of so far, I just looked at a picture of it and it is almost 400 feet tall. So think about that ability to rise and to stand tall. That is just the energy that this extract offers. It's wonderful in times like it can be right now, whenever it is for you, that you need to feel both rooted and upright. Just like that inner core is more stable and sturdy. Times when we need to have the strength both mentally and physically to continue on. Beautiful. Yes, I've thought of Giant Redwood a lot in these times and that description fits it perfect. Thanks, Megan. So, when we have a lot to process these days, a lot, and, and it's changing from morning, midday to evening. Terry, you have some recommendations there, don't you? 
I love common fig for this. Um, during the past two years, I've had a lot of monumental changes in my life, in my responsibilities, and it's due to serious illness and aging of several family members long before this current situation. For much of that time, I was in constant distress, and I didn't really, I couldn't tell if I needed to address my nervous system, my digestive system, my immune system, what? I, I couldn't tell, and I, it was very impaired. I recall, I mean, words coming out of my mouth that you then listen to later, you hear yourself say this, and it's like, oh my gosh, I should have listened to, to what I was actually saying. Saying things like, I can't digest this news, I can't digest what's going on in so many parts of my life. And it wasn't until I started working with FIG that I finally had a much calmer nervous system, which allowed better digestion of the events, of the news, of thoughts that were circulating, and food also. And I'm not sure if it's the chicken or the egg here, which came first, the better digestion or the better, better nervous system. But it allowed for a much calmer nervous system, which then allows you to get out of that fight or flight so that digestion can actually work. When I recently stopped taking fig for a while because I added something else in, it became obvious in just a few days that I really needed to continue with it. And after restarting, it was just a day before I felt much better. Wonderful. You know, Terry, I've been recommending fig to people before they read the news each evening. <laughs> and because there's so much to process and take in, it might be something to consider for that. So... I have a um, favorite extract that I actually uh, turned to last night when I hit my wall of um, too much happening at once. And this was Dog Rose. Um, Dog Rose is known for calming hysterical states. And I want to paint a picture for you because for me, this is the most telling. And I'm very familiar with Dog Rose when I'm hiking up in the Pyrenees Mountains in France, and we have a lot of rambling hedgerows of dog rose, Rosa canina. The plant itself lacks structure, right? It just rambles on and it has thorns for protection. But this is what is always so striking to me the most beautiful, pale pink, fragile blossoms. So beautiful to look at, but if you touch them, they fall apart. And I think all of us can identify with that, that we're holding it together, holding it together all day. But if someone does ding or one word said the wrong way, we can fall apart. That's when you're in a dog rose state. And I would recommend you consider that. Along with dog rose is another thorny plant that can help our nervous system, Terry, and that's hawthorn. What do you think about that? Hawthorn is one of my favorites, and I've used it both herbally and as a gemel. Um, it's, it's noted for helping with anxious palpitations. And while I have not experienced palpitations, I do have some anxiety about the health of my heart, which seems to pop up during times of increased stress. So I was discovered um, 10, 12 years ago that I had an insufficient aortic valve and coming along with that was high blood pressure. At that time I was advised, don't go on vacation, don't do anything but schedule this valve replacement surgery. 
And when I met with the surgeon, he was of a different opinion. He said, you don't have any symptoms. You're chasing after kids in phi ed class all day long. It's not without its risks. I mean, if you're going to get really nervous on me and what well, we can do it now, but you know, there are, are certainly complications with that. Um, so I started making my own Hawthorne medicine, not knowing about gemotherapy at the time. And I've used Hawthorne tincture since then. And every year I go for a checkup, the cardiologist, the surgeon, and I are just, well, it's been 12 years now and we haven't had to do this. Not to say you won't need that surgery sometime, but um, since then I've discovered the Hawthorne as a gemo. And I started taking that about six months ago. I feel it's an excellent way to boost and calm any fears. I might have about my health of my heart, but it also calms emotions beautifully. And it, uh, it helps really deal with grief and that end of, of the emotional scale. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Thanks. Thank you. So those extracts are typically most suited for morning or midday use. Hawthorne, I would say, is on the um, can be taken either way. I tend to like to give Hawthorne to people midday, um, probably just because it, it intuitively feels right. Um, but when we're talking about extracts for the evening, we have some that are more sedating and helpful not only um, with evening ruminations and the anxiety that comes as, as the day is, is wrapping up, but also um, that will help with sleep. So one of my favorite ones that, um, again, we've been using a lot in our household lately is Lithy. Lithy is about expansiveness. It, when we use this extract in a full dose, it's helping the lungs expand and improve the in-breath and out-breath. But when we use it for the nervous system, it is giving us emotional expansiveness. I have space. I can take this in. There's room for it. And what I would like to say is just breathing room, which we all feel like we need right now. Physiologically, a drop of lithium will slow anxious breathing. So if you find that you're having um, periods of anxious breathing or a child or a loved one that you're caring for, one drop of lithium is certainly the answer for that. It also can promote deeper sleep, particularly for those that wake between the hours of 3 and 5 a.m. So lithium is that extract and um, I think you might find that useful in the days to come. Megan, you're going to talk about another one of my favorite evening extracts, hazel. Can you tell us about your thoughts? Yes, hazel is by far one of my absolute favorite gemos, although these days I feel like I could say that about many gemos. But hazel supports our ability to ground. And I think, I know that I have had many moments recently where I have been self-aware enough in that moment to realize that I do not feel grounded and settled. And when I watch myself and look at what extract am I reaching for, many times, particularly in the evening, it's hazel. It helps us settle. And it does that because it helps the energy to descend and to disperse. So sometimes when we're feeling very bound, sort of all up in our head or maybe all up in our chest and very tight, 
We just need that energy of descending and expansion and dispersing. The hazel facilitates our body, uh, our ability to let go, to let go of what's no longer serving us. And that can be something from the past or it can be something that we're dealing with in the present. We often try and use logic to sort of let go and force ourselves to move on from something. And Hazel is special in this way because it so softens and opens the heart energy. So it can offer gentle support that we need to ease into what we're experiencing and to settle our spirit a little bit. It's a great extract, like I said, to take in the evening, to let go of the day and move into a phase of restful sleep. Lauren just made reference to Lithy also helping sleep more from 3 to 5 a.m. Hazel is beneficial for unsettled or interrupted sleep at any time throughout the night. You know, I just had a hazel experience where I didn't take it for a couple days. And I absolutely found that I couldn't let go of the day. It, I was in one of those, well, I'll just do this one more thing. And I'll just do this one more thing. And if those of you that are listening can hear yourself in that, Hazel's your answer because last night I remembered oh let me go back to Hazel and I had no problem letting go and heading to bed so just a thought there so I'd like to share another one of my favorites for the evening and this is field maple and the essence of field maple extract is the return to sweetness the sweetness within ourselves to rediscover it and that sweetness in life. And this is a real easy thing to forget when we're under the stress, such as we are these days. Field maple helps calm ruminating thoughts. I'm sure there, all of us could attest to having a few of those and settles our underlying restless irritability. So it is helpful right now because we're processing so much information and we have to make so many critical decisions for our family that we can find ourselves in these loops of decision-making and field maple will ease that. It won't give you all the perfect answers, but it will help you move through that decision-making process. So I would consider field maple for those reasons. And then that, that is, those are just a few of the extracts we have to offer. I'd really recommend that you take a look at our library of podcasts. We've covered quite a number of extracts so far, and there are many more that support emotional immunity. But there are a few other things you can be doing beyond gemotherapy, and, and each one of us have adopted some routines that we have found useful and supportive during this time. Megan, what are you finding most supportive to yourself? Yeah, Lauren, thank you for taking me again through the morning and evening gemotherapies for the nervous system. I find that even though we've had this discussion, I find that helpful every time. So thank you so much. Um, you know, something that I started, a practice that I started and adopted when I was in acupuncture school, and that has just been the root and the center of all my self-nourishment since has been my practice of abdominal breathing. It is definitely at the heart of my self-care. It's a return to our natural way of breathing and it's grounding and nourishing to us, both physically and emotionally and mentally. 
If you go back and you listen to the podcast that we recorded just before this one, you can hear me talk a little bit more about abdominal breathing. It's, I also like to couple that abdominal breathing with a little bit of a self-abdominal massage, which is actually a really simple and easy way to just gently wake up our organs, particularly in the morning or at any time where we're feeling a bit stuck, and it supports the movement of chi in our center. Remember the abdomen is the core, it's the very center of our whole system. In Asian medicine, we talk about this a lot, and we know that healthy movement on our core is top priority because it leads to healthy digestion and elimination. So in this context, we are talking about um, digestion and elimination of the food and fluids that we take in physically. But just as important is what we're digesting in our thoughts and our emotions and the stimulus and situations that are around us. Going back to what Lauren said at the beginning, what do we want to adopt and what do we want to neutralize and let go? Uh, following this ritual of doing a little bit of abdominal breathing and some abdominal massage, if I have time, I really love to also get outside. Right now, while most of us are distancing, it's more important than ever that we go outside and breathe fresh air and have a sense of normalcy and expansiveness. It's try walking. This is a little bit different than exercising. Try walking at a pace that feels both sustainable and enjoyable to you. It's not about speed. For many of us, this is the only time throughout the day that we're not actively trying to accomplish something. It's just about finding a rhythm and showing up for yourself and being present. While you're doing this, it's also a great time to do a little bit of self inquiry. I find that while I'm breathing or walking. It's just a more quiet space where I have a little bit more mental and emotional space to do a little bit of watching and a little bit of self-awareness. I once heard Eckhart Tolle say that the most important question you can ask yourself is, am I in resistance to the present moment? And I think that this is so relevant right now because that does not imply that we are in agreement or acceptance or even like what is happening. It's just the acknowledgement that we tend to spend a lot of time and energy resisting what is. And we can free that energy up to make decisions about what to do or what not to do from a more calm and clear space. Megan, that was so beautiful. Thank you so much. Terry, I know you have some thoughts for everyone on rituals for the day. I certainly agree with Megan that abdominal breathing is key. It's key to my sense of being able to handle what we're dealing with. I usually start the first thing in the morning when I wake up is I just say hello to myself, call myself by name, you're here, you're happy you're here, offering thanks three times for another day. And then as I begin some deep abdominal breathing, I'm usually also doing a spinal twist kind of while I'm still laying in bed. So I'll put my upper, you know, turn to my side, put the upper leg as far over the other as I can and stretch my opposite arm in the other direction. And that will give me uh, a big release in the shoulder, both the hip um, along the whole side of the body. And of course you do it on both sides, but continuing to do the deep abdominal breathing while doing that allows some of that tension to move very quickly 
you wouldn't think you'd have to have tension in your body when you first wake up in the morning, but that's where we are right now. Um, and following that, I always spend some time outdoors in nature every day when I, as many, as often as I can, let's say, observing, listening, smelling. Um, usually that's my afternoon break. The fact that nothing's changed for the birds and the squirrels, mm -hmm. despite these big interruptions, um, we call, I call my squirrels the, the monkeys of Minnesota <laughs> and get a great deal of, of fun watching them. Um, in the past few days, I've gone out and hear new songbirds that have not been here all winter. And you can just, I can stand and wait. And I, granted, I'm in a rural area, so that makes a difference. But I can stand and wait and hear a whole flock of geese fly overhead. I had the really fun experience of one of my favorite birds, which is a, a crane, sandhill crane. They came, I could hear them from a distance and I wasn't sure which distance, where they were coming from, but standing still and waiting gives that sense of peace. And I knew they, they were getting closer, so sooner or later they're gonna come and look up and they're like two enormous airplanes in the sky above you, especially when they're really close to you. And they're very noisy besides, so you get to hear, again, another bird song, another call that's just nature, natural, nothing's changed in their lives. Um, I expect soon, not yet in Minnesota, but maybe where the rest of you are, there'll be lovely fragrances to take note of. And then in the evening, I like to have a cup of one of my herbal tea blends from my garden, and I usually try to put it in a really special cup or mug before I go to bed. Sorry, that's so beautiful. I want to join you for tea sometime. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Anytime. Well, anytime. <laughs> Once we can all fly again, right? So I feel really fortunate that I've had a long time meditation practice in the morning, and it is certainly an anchor for me right now. But I was really fortunate about six months ago to do some training with one of my favorite meditation teachers, Susan Piver, who I would recommend to all of you. And Susan taught me a technique to improve my writing practice, and that is um, coupling it with my meditation practice. And so I'm a big fan of um, Insight Timer. And if you don't have that app, I highly suggest it. And the practice I use every morning is the, an equal amount of time for my meditation practice and my writing. And so I set the timer right now for 30 minutes and I will do 15 minutes of sitting and the timer will ring at the 15 minute point, which you can preset quite easily with this um, app and then go into my writing practice. And um, generally I can free write pretty easily. If you're a writer, this just comes, but today it's harder. It's, there's a lot of interference, right? And so what I've found is having some prompts and one beautiful prompt right now is what is my heart longing for today? Um, this allows me to address that in however I plan my day. What are my fears today? And, and then recently I've been thinking this way is, what's one thing I can do that would make a difference for myself today? What's one thing I could do for my family? 
and what's one thing I could do for my community? And we need to remember those of us with spiritual practices that meditating for your community is absolutely useful. Praying or contemplative prayer for your community is also doing something for your community. You don't have to be out because so many people are taxed with all the extra burdens today, but they're very small things you can be doing and sending that love out. So that's a practice I'd like to share with you. Um, if you're curious to learn more, and I hope you are, um, I'd like you to direct you to my website if you'd like to learn about gymotherapy. I have classes and books and blog posts that um, could fill your days if that's what you're looking for right now. And my website's at laurenhubelay.com. And Megan, where can listeners learn more about your practice? Yeah, if you'd like to um, learn a little bit more about me, Asian medicine, Asian medicine um, combined with gemotherapy, or uh, watch a quick video uh, and demo of abdominal breathing, visit my website, which is acculemp.com. Beautiful. And Terry, what recommendations do you have for us today? Lauren, you and I are on the same wavelength. I you were talking about Field Maple and the Sweetness of Life. And this is the book I brought down today. It is called The Sweetness of a Simple Life, Tips for Healthier, Happier, and Kinder Living from a Visionary Natural Scientist. Again, by Diana Beresford Kroger. She's amazing. Um, I mean, I almost burst out laughing when you said sweetness because I thought, perfect. I had it right here. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful ladies. Thank you for your heartfelt sharing today. It was lovely. And listeners, um, we wish you all the best in these um, challenging times. And we hope you can um, pick something from the toolkit we're offering you today that will help ease your days. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Love to you all. <laughs>